0: Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. Welcome to this edition of Your Brand Amplified. I'm your host, Annika Jackson, and Your Brand Amplified is our brand motto at Annika PR. I'm here with one of our team leaders, Ina Joseph. Hey, Ina, how are you? I'm good, Annika. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's a you know we're just starting off the week and so I'm ready to really dive in and I just have to say I appreciate you being on our team so much you bring so many fresh ideas and a great perspective and you are so skilled at so many things so thank you for being here
1: thank you for having me it's truly really been such a positive experience especially having you know just graduated and this being my first quote-unquote real job it's you know I think I've been blessed in a lot of ways to be able to work with such a dynamic all-woman team such a diverse all-woman team those are all things that you know sometimes people feel that they have to sacrifice when like looking for their first Mm -hmm. entry-level position post-grad but I feel like I've hit all my checkpoints working at Annika. So I'm really happy to be you know working with you and working with this team
0: so thank you for having me. Oh thank you So first, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and who you are. Sure, yeah.
1: So like Annika said, my name is Ina Joseph. I live in northern New Jersey, and I, I guess I'm not a recent graduate anymore. The year's almost over, <laughs> but I graduated from Boston University in May with um, a degree in public relations and journalism and a minor in women's studies. So I'm really passionate about, you know, storytelling and Amplifying the narratives of women, particularly women of color and women of all sorts of marginalized identities. Um, And that's been reflected through, you know, my work with Annika PR doing communication stuff for predominantly black women owned businesses, but also, you know, through side projects where I'm writing about, you know, women through the lens of their experience with femininity and embodying their, you know, uh, particular experiences and advocating for racial equity in my local community. So I'm involved in a lot and I'm passionate about a lot, but at the end of the day, it's all about storytelling and advocacy for me. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, and that's something that we always try to impart on our clients is that it really is the storytelling that sells your message. Um, and I think that you are so authentic in the way you share your story and you really do show up. In everything you do with the, your core values so that's really important so pr and journalism major what what are the big differences that you see in those two worlds how you write for them you know how you use them
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think that's such a, an interesting question because for me when i entered bu i was dead set on being a journalist journalism is really the only career i foresaw myself doing. Um, But as I moved along and realized with journalism, you know, it's a really honorable profession for sure. It's a lot about integrity and truth-telling and advocacy through writing, essentially. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a bit of a a limitation in that, especially as an upcoming journalist and, you know, you're working those entry-level positions, maybe just assisting or interning at various news outlets, you are kind of, in my view, beholden to what is, you know, top of the like line news at that moment. Mm -hmm. And especially in this day and age that unfortunately is a lot of heavy, not so hopeful, uh, super political um, information. And that's information that's really important to share and be aware of. But I think through my preferred Means of writing and storytelling, I like to focus on stories that are a bit more uplifting. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm when I'm writing, I only feel that that light inside me and that joy that I have for writing when I'm writing about people and stories that aren't often highlighted. Right. So what's going on in the White House? What's happening with our economy? That stuff that every news outlet is co- covering in some way, shape, or form. But right. it kind of stunk that when I wanted to just write about a really cool black woman who was starting her own business around the corner Mm -hmm. or you know in some like neighborhood outside of Boston I didn't necessarily get the go-ahead from my editor because it wasn't quote-unquote newsworthy or it wasn't quote-unquote relevant so with PR I feel that I'm able to do that storytelling and focus it on communities business leaders uh, business owners entrepreneurs public figures whose message and whose background I really believe in. And that's why I love working at Annika PR so much, because knowing that so many of your clients coming in were you know, business owners of color, predominantly women, I knew that no matter what I was writing for them, whether it was a press release, or an editorial, that it was all going to be about them and their story, and, you know, their trials and tribulations, as well as their victories, so I really enjoy that, and I think it's funny, because there's always, there's this joke amongst, like, the journalism professors at BU that when journalists, you know, branch out into the public relations or media relations world, that they're kind of, like, losing a writer to like the more, I don't know that there's, there's the kind of a weird tension between the two fields. Mm-hmm. But I actually think there's so much more similarities and differences when it comes to PR and journalists. And I've always enjoyed how PR practitioners and journalists journalists really rely on each other at mm-hmm. the end of the day, because we as media relations experts are pushing forward the stories that we think deserve to be heard. And journalists are often, you know, looking for those new angles and looking for those dynamic stories that aren't, you know, the top headline all the time every day. So I really like the my portion of of PR work that I think has a lot to do with amplifying those narratives that don't make every headline or, you know, at first sight may not seem relevant to what's going on in the news, but really if you just look at it through that that angle that we as media relations experts have access to in a way that journalists often don't Mm -hmm. or don't, you know, have the chance or time to really pursue, then, you know we're doing the really important work of pushing forward those people and their stories that that wouldn't be heard otherwise.
0: Yeah, well, and I think there are so many blurred lines now because so many publications want you to write the stories for them. They send the questions. Sometimes they don't even send the questions. They just send a topic, right? So it's that weird paradox of like you want to be able to talk about your clients, but you want to talk about them in an authentic way and I think that's why we're so focused on the storytelling aspect and making sure that we're really encompassing the whole person and you know and their journey and their experience and that is what's aspirational for people and that's why I love what we do and then of course the social justice stuff that's like I love getting wonky and You know, getting clients who are really passionate about things that we can help them like find their voice and hone their voice and connect them with other people who are doing the same kind of work so
1: absolutely and I think it's a real privilege at the end of the day as you know media relations experts and communicators to be able to to help them build their voice and that's kind of what I like about PR as well and why I added I tacked on the PR bit (laughs) to my my studies at BU is because with journalism and when you're writing for like traditional media there's there's a formula there's a way you write there's a way you grab headlines and and clicks and all of that um, which isn't to diminish the integrity of journalism. There's a lot of, you know, work and um, hard pursuits that go along with that. But at the same time, PR, we have so many different elements to our job. We're not only, like I said, we're not only following the the formula that's needed to, to create a uh, An enticing article and an eye catching headline, but we're also like you said, like helping these business leaders and entrepreneurs build their voice. We're training them for uh, media opportunities. We're helping them better articulate themselves who they Who they are and why the work they're doing is so important. We are creating connections between journalists and you know subjects, story subjects that they would not have had access to otherwise. So we're also building relationships and networking. So there's so much to our job that I think is really, really exciting at the end of the day. And I, I like that it keeps me on my toes a little bit.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked, I mean, I think we've touched on this a little bit, but how, how do you rise above the noise? How do you make sure that somebody's voice is heard? Mm
1: -hmm. I think Rising above the noise, ultimately, at the bottom line, you have to tell people what it is that makes you different and what it is that makes you important right here, right now. Um, We live in a world that is ultimately chaotic in a lot of different ways, and there is a lot of noise no matter where you go or what you're doing or what field you're in, and being able to tell people across industries, across across demographics, across backgrounds, why what you're doing matters right here and right now, mm-hmm. that is what makes you rise above the noise. And I think there's different ways to do that. There's, you know, authenticity is a big part of it, having people be their truest and most authentic selves, um, because that unfortunately is not super common when you're talking about media and who garners the most media traction versus who doesn't. And All this stuff with celebrity culture like there's just there's a lot of noise to rise above (laughs) so i think you know being your truest and most most authentic self and saying this is why the work i'm doing matters right now
0: is the key Mm -hmm. yeah awesome what is your besides having a background in journalism and public relations what else is your secret like what are the things that you bring to the table that bring you joy, but that also help push the needle in media relations.
1: Yeah, I think my my secret sauce, my secret ingredient, <laughs> just it's ultimately I think it's my flexibility, really, because I think so much in our field is changes a lot. Like I mentioned, kind of liking PR because it keeps me on my toes, and I think that's true in so many respects. As as PR people, we are keeping ourselves informed about. number of industries we're keeping ourselves informed about the way those industries are changing how every and any industry is being affected by current events and we also need to hone in on a number of different skills ourselves and you know by no means do what i try to claim that i'm good at everything um that you need to be good at to be a great uh public relations practitioner but at the end of the day i really enjoy learning And I really enjoy, you know, gaining all of those new skills and being dexterous in that way. So, yeah, my flexibility, my adaptability, which I think is something that a lot of people would say, especially now having to navigate the changes that a global pandemic has forced on all of us. (laughs) Yeah, adaptability is really the name of the game. But I think I've always been that way, even Mm pre-COVID. I've always liked learning about as much as I can and you know, dipping my toes in a lot of different activities and opportunities. So yeah, that, that's, that's what keeps me, I think, pushing the needle and really engaged in the work that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I think what's interesting is that, and, and, um, I've talked about this on a few other, you know, podcasts and things, just sometimes when you're looking for a job, People just try to stick you in one box and you're just doing one thing, and that's what they want you to be really good at. And I've never been that person. So I love that we've been able to create this team of women where, I mean, we all have different skill sets. We're all learning how to do all of the other things together, but then we can also rely on each other to help, you know, to help with those things. But then we also don't feel like we are just stuck in. You are only doing, you know, you're only doing pitching, you're only doing writing, you're only doing research. We can learn how to do all of them and then work together to make it more effective. So it makes it much more fun to come to work.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like, there's been plenty of times where you or another team member has asked me to help with an assignment, and I'm like, "Hey, I've never done that before, but I <laughs> thought you know." And yeah. I, that's what I love about the job is that there are those opportunities to learn. And I do think, you know, there have been other internship um, experiences that I've had where my job is really to do these like set of like one to three things all the time, and which is great because it's good to have a niche and there. Are, pros and cons to being a jack-of-all-trades, but at the end of the day, it just keeps things exciting, and it keeps me, like I said, engaged in the work that I'm doing to know that I'm always going to have these opportunities to keep learning new skills and keep getting uh, just really good at a variety of things that ultimately make me a better advocate and communicator on behalf of the wonderful entrepreneurs and, and, you know, thought leaders that we are representing, so... It's fun.
0: <laughs> awesome. So I think we've already talked a lot about your why and, and what you're passionate about. So last question I have for you is what's the best advice you've heard this week?
1: Hmm. That's a really good question. So, you know, actually it's funny. I think you'll enjoy this story too, because I know you're really passionate about fashion. So I have a cousin who is um building her own fashion consulting brand and she's basically trying to become a stylist she already has her own you know youtube channel and all this stuff and now she's going into the the fashion consulting arena and i did some copy editing for her website a while back so she gave me a a complimentary styling session like a wardrobe edit um during which and here's the thing i love fashion my mom has always been in the fashion industry i definitely i think the art behind fashion and the intrinsic uh political and cultural implications of fashion have always been fascinating to me but i never got really into like how fashion affects me personally i kind of was like "Eh, it's just the clothes i wear and if i feel good great if i don't it's just clothes like whatever (laughs) But we had a styling consultation, and it was crazy because I felt like I was in the middle of a therapy session. Oh my like, god! <laughs> so she was she really was just analyzing the clothes in my wardrobe. But the way she talked about how I chose pieces um, that I thought represented me, or the way my wardrobe should be changing as my life goals change, I really felt like she was analyzing my entire life. And one of the things that she said to me that I thought was so interesting connects to what we've been talking about today with PR and just, like, being willing to change and adapt to change. And she said that, you know, rather than be concerned with, you know, like, trying to be – rather than be afraid that I'm trying to represent myself in a way that, you know, isn't who I am right now, I should – look forward to who I'm who it is I want to become and it takes to become that person so basically like manifesting through my clothing but I also think beyond clothing yeah I think beyond clothing it really is relevant to when it when it comes to just being who it is you aspire to be and achieving the goals that you may think are unachievable or beyond reach like Look at who it is you want to become as if you are that person now. Mm-hmm. And as if you are capable of everything you want to be capable of right at this moment. Yeah. Um and I thought that was really powerful and very crazy that she gave me that piece of advice literally just about my clothing. <laughs> I think it yeah, relates to that. Much
0: <laughs> very cool. Awesome. Well, that's some great advice. Yeah, I know it's it's one of those interesting things because I've been looking through my clothes too and thinking the same thing. Like, I need to just have somebody come and go through this with me because it's so daunting sometimes to encapsulate, yeah. you know, your, who you are in just a few pieces of clothing.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I'll share I'll share her info with you. Awesome. Really <laughs> really for sure, I already have
0: my next session. So nice. I love, I love it. Well, yeah. you'll you'll have to let us know how that goes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. And uh, if people want to reach you on social media, how do they do so? Yes.
1: So I am, well, my name is Ina Joseph and I'm sure you can find me as Ina Joseph on any and all platforms, but my Instagram is at Inabina Bina with four A's. So that's I-N-A-B-I-N-A-A-A. A. <laughs> <Hey>, um, <laughs> that was
0: my name growing up. And I'm just Ina Joseph on Facebook and Twitter. So, yeah. Great. Well, thank you. And thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Your Brand Amplified, where we give quick little snippets to introduce you to PR pros and brands that know how their messaging can make a difference. We'll see you next time. Want more tips and tricks? Check us out online at www.annikapr.com on social media at annikajacksonpr.com or join our three-month PR Incubator Bootcamp for small businesses via www.princubator.com.